0: Welcome to Advance Your Belly Dance, a weekly podcast all about the business of belly dance. I'm your host, Jana, and every week you'll get belly dance business tips you wish your dance teacher told you when you first started. From how to start your first email marketing list to what you actually need on your website and everything in between. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode in this month's Q&A episode. So for this week and this month, this Q&A, uh, is just two questions, it's spooky season, it's Halloween when you're listening to this, and we're gonna keep it nice and short. So question number one, how can I make sure nobody copies my course? Long story short, you can't really prevent someone from stealing your work if they really want to. Now legally, you can get trademarked um, that would protect you in the legal way, and you can listen to episode 135, where I had Joey C. Vitale, who is an expert in this and trademark lawyer, who talks about this more, and you can go find out all the good work that he does. This helps cover you in the legal aspect, but basically, if someone really wants to copy your work You have to decide, is it actually worth fighting for? Now, if you have an established program that you put a lot of time and energy into, and that is your trademark, like that is your signature course, I get it. Definitely fight for it through a legal route. But if you're in the beginning stages of planning something and you see somebody copy, for example, the name of your course or workshop, you have to ask yourself if that's really worth the hassle. And that's happened to me. I have a course and someone copied the name. I'm rebranding the course next year. Is it worth me hassling <laughs> with the person and telling them to change and all that? Honestly, not really. In the end, it was easier for me to just use that part of my rebrand. I'm going to change the name and, and there you go. It sucks and it happens, but it's it's just not worth the headache. So don't let the fear of crappy people stealing your hard work keep you from putting it out there though. There are always going to be less innovative people who will cut corners rather than work hard, and I don't want you to feel intimidated by that. Do the work, put it out into the world, focus on yourself, what type of business and work you want to do, and what type of people you want benefiting from it, and just keep focusing on that. And question number two, what do I do if someone wants a refund for my course, class, or workshop? So you have to have a clear refund policy in place. So And that's really up to you. Do they have to show their progress within a certain time frame? Like is there a workbook that they have to show within 30 days and they get a refund then if they did it and it's just not for them? Or if it's a membership, are they then banned from it in the future or the event in the future? That's really up to you. You have to have your refund policy clearly written on your sales pages so you can point back to them. Or if it's everything that you do that's digital and you just don't offer refunds, then that's a refund policy in and of itself. So you can just have that. But also consider this, is it worth the headache? So for example, if you're hosting an event and you normally don't offer a refund, but be way more of a hassle arguing that as opposed to just refunding them and reselling the slot, that is entirely up to you. Now don't make it more complicated for yourself, but also don't be afraid to impose your policies because you are a business after all. If you're worried about the financial aspect of it, if obviously you're relying on this business as your sole income, then it makes sense to be worried about it, especially if you have a no refund policy in place and you have someone asking for a refund. So one thing you can do is you can let that money sit there uh, maybe for 14 days, 30 days, whatever feels comfortable to you. And even if you have a no refund policy or a specific refund policy, you can have that money there and then 30 days after the sale, they're probably not going to ask for a refund by then. And then just that way, you know, okay, and then you can transfer it out into your other accounts or to pay for bills or whatever. So you can also do that sort of planning because then you'll be in a better position mentally and also less stressed considering the financial aspect. So that's really entirely up to you. Just stick to your rules, but also ask yourself, is this worth the hassle? So thanks so much. If you ever have a question that you want answered, go to advancedforblindance.com and submit your questions there. Or you can also just DM me on Instagram at dance. That's Z-A-N-A dance. And I will include it in the next episodes of the Q&A, which are always the last episodes the Sunday of the month. Another special note though, this week marks five years since this podcast launched. I just wanna thank you all for your support. Um, If there's anything I hope you can take away from this is that consistency and following your curiosity can lead to really wonderful things. I have so many of you who message me, who tag me, email me of really nice things about the podcast and how it's helped you. And that really does warm my heart because that is the entire reason I started this. I started this because no one else was talking about the business side. And I thought I was in a club of my own caring about this stuff that can get kind of really intense. And um, a lot of you have told me that it's really benefited you. So thank you so much for that. And I really hope that another takeaway is that start before you're ready and you'll figure it out on your way. Thanks again so much and until next time.